You're listening to Emails Not Dead, brought to you by Mailgun. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Emails Not Dead special webinar edition. Uh, <laughs> today, we're going to be speaking about Vimy. What is it and uh, how it good? Uh, we have a couple special guests. Uh, but let's first start off by introducing ourselves. My name is Eric Trinidad. Uh, I'm a technical account manager here at Melgun. With yeah, me as same. always, yeah. Jonathan Torres. Jonathan, the same technical account manager here at Melgun. So that's right that's, on. You know, good stuff we got going on. Yeah, we're T squared. <laughs> you know, we like to find the right <laughs> angle at uh, getting customers deliverability. So that's what we do. Yeah, and these guys uh, host our, our awesome new podcast. Yeah. So be sure to <laughs> check them out. For sure, for sure. And, and with us uh, today is uh, Nick Shaver. He's our deliverability engineer. Uh, he joined us for our previous episode. Uh, so welcome back, Nick. Thanks for having me again. Like I said, I'm going to try to get on all the podcasts. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and webinars now. So, yeah. Brand expansion. That's always the name of the game. Um, and uh, we do have a very extra special guest. Not Nick, you're, you're special, man. I but mean, we yeah, also have it is what it is. <laughs> Matt Vernhout with us today, Director of Privacy at 250OK. Uh, he's joining us today uh, from his home. Matt, how are you, sir? I'm doing great today. Thanks. Considering the heat. Yeah. It's perfect inside. <laughs> oh, you, you, you cannot talk to us about heat, sir. We're in South Texas, where oh, you got it. Know, the, the heat has no mercy. Man, no we humidity. got we got the heat and the humidity. You just walk outside, you start sweating. Oh yeah, no, for sure. We're just outside. I don't know if you can tell. We're all glowing. <laughs> it's you a know. healthy glow. It's a healthy glow. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, and if you if you recognize Matt's face, uh, you've probably been in the email community for some time. Uh, he's been to uh, a lot of conventions. One, uh, but not only that, he has a super aggressive list of accomplishments. He's the certified international privacy professional in Canada. He's tapped numerous times by Parliament regarding uh, Can Canada's anti-spam laws. He's the founder of the Canadian Email Summit, uh, editor-in-chief at emailkarma.net. He's a vice chair of EEC, which is the Email Experience Council. And if speaking of EEC, you were also named the thought leader email the marketer year. thought leader of the year. That's Girl. right, sir. Yeah. So Man, that's, that is quite the <laughs> list, Matthew. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, more titles than the rest of us combined. So, for sure, <laughs> I love it. Sure. I love it. It's really good. Yeah. So we definitely appreciate your time, and thank you so much for joining us today uh, to talk about Bimmy. Uh, what is it? How it's good for us? You know, uh, what does it all mean? Uh, so it's brand indicators for message identification, which well, I had to look up numerous times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what exactly does that mean? Brand identifiers for what? What? No, brand indicators for message identification. Nailed What's, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt, it's a what, mouthful, what right? can you tell us about what yeah. it is? Yeah, it's a mouthful. <laughs> we, we love acronyms in the industry. Um, so BIMI is a uh, coordinated effort by a, a number of different organizations to add a visual indicator to email. So uh, when you're properly authenticating your messages, um, you, will, you will see a, a logo file show up in, uh, in the email. Uh, currently, most commonly used at, at the the Yahoo browser uh, or Yahoo Mobile um, from Verizon Media. Uh, so you'll see the the brand logo show up next to the uh, friendly from and the email name uh, when when you've properly authenticated, which we'll get into. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. So, so this has kind of been a, you know it's kind of been out there for maybe the last couple of years or so. And when when stuff like this comes around, I mean you've been in the industry close to like almost. 20 years now 
right? Okay, you're, well, I'll, you're I'll stand it back a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll say closer to 15. We'll, we'll say that. Uh, <laughs> but like when stuff like this comes around, like, you know, this is new, exciting stuff, you know? Like, does this keep you like uh, energized or like, a, you know, keeps you engaged because you've been in the industry for a while? Yeah, totally. I think uh, anything that we can do as an industry to uh, build trust, build, uh, you know, show reputation, sort of mm -hmm. reward organizations for doing the right things, you know, maintaining good authentication, maintaining good reputation, good relations with their, their subscribers, uh, those are all positive. So being able to have that type of, uh, call it a reward system, like Bimmy mm -hmm. would be, um, you know, it, it's certainly something that that is intriguing. You know, I, I love all these technologies. When SPF came out, I had to figure it out right away, put it up on my own domains, figure it out. When DKIM came out, I had to figure it out. Same with DMARC. So I like DMARC came out and I published my records right away because I wanted to start mm -hmm. seeing all the information. And BIMI was really no different. The only problem that I had with BIMI is it's, it's not really for one-to-one -one mail. So I'm not sending a lot of commercial mail on my own. So it's yeah. not necessarily going to show up for me. But otherwise, uh, yeah. I figured out how to do it so that I could work with my clients on, on showing them how to do it. Yeah. Rewarding yeah. them for not sending spam. You know, we talked about uh, spam a, a couple episodes ago in our podcast as well. Email's not dead. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we know we we don't enjoy it. I, I know you must really hate it. So, uh, you know, this is awesome. I'm, I'm yeah, really spam is around. spam is no good. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, like hearing Matt talk about it, I, I think it's it's kind of funny. Like I, I consider myself a, an email nerd, email geek, whatever you want to call us like. Yeah, I just wrote a blog post about Bimmy the other day, and I get excited about this kind of stuff. Yeah, especially whenever I like read, you know, that our our customers, our senders, could possibly get better engagement out of their messages. Like that excites me, especially as a deliverability person. So, yeah, I, I can I can relate. Like it, it is something, you know, with with uh, Bimmy, like he said, you have to send a lot of mail. So someone that just has like their own like small domain can't set it up and, and see the benefits, but knowing that we can help our customers is really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, and, and I mean, that's kind of the name of the game, right? Like one, when new technology comes through like this, I think it's a nice positive for, for users. And that's really the benefit of everybody or for everyone is the user side of it. Right. So as, ISPs, as, as people receiving these messages and putting them in front of users, it's nice for them to be able to identify those brands that they want to identify with, the stuff that they want to get, the stuff that they want to see, and the stuff that comes to the forefront. And as a user, that's awesome. One, it just makes things really pretty, which is always a plus. But, uh, yeah. you know, two, like it really gives, you know, the, the messages that are doing it, the ones that are that I'm seeing that on are the ones that I can recognize, like, cool, these are the ones who are doing the right kind of things. These are the, the people who have the right type of setup. And I mean, as a user, I can also see that as a, as a, you know, people who are doing the next thing that's coming down the pipeline, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of seeing just the initials for whatever username they chose to send out in a message, I can get to see, you know, what their logo is. And I know when I recognize it and I see it, which is exactly what this is intended to do. Yep. Yeah. And up for big sins, you know, not for me, just for me to you, Matt, or just for me to John, you know, uh, you know, I couldn't just have a picture of my mug on there. Wouldn't work, you know. You got to send it in commercial. If unless I was, you know, making mugs, then that would work, but probably not. So, well, right on. Well, uh, who's using it now? I mean, uh, you were an early adopter of a lot of these uh, great things. Uh, who's using Pimi now? So yeah, we have, we have a number of clients using it. Uh, a few brands you might recognize: eHarmony, uh, Wish.com. 
Safelight, Safelight Auto Glass, so they're using it. Um, and then there's a number of other brands that that have gone out and, and started using it. University of Michigan's using it, and some sort of non-traditional brands, if you would. So yeah, like there's a number of brands. There's nothing stopping anyone from using it. You know, we've we've published it here, and I know uh, Nick published it for Mailgun. So certainly, uh, you know, we're seeing you know brands start to adopt it. A lot of ESPs and, and social networks have started to use it. So it, it's really for anyone that's sending good quantities of mail with good quality. Uh, engagement. I think a key there is like good quality mail. Like I don't think we touched on the reputation side of this yet. Like no. you can't be a spammer and you know get your logo shown. You have to have a good reputation with these these mailbox providers. And I think one of the cool things about Bimmy is like this isn't some kind of new concept. I mean we've seen logos in mailboxes for for quite a while, especially with like Google. I know they had their Google Plus thing. Um, Microsoft has Microsoft Business Profiles now. Um, and a lot of mailbox providers were just caching images. Um, but this is cool because you get to specify your own logo and it's also something that all mailbox providers can kind of sign on to and start using. Um, so I think that's something that um, will help senders out a lot in the future. Yeah, and it's yeah. definitely like in the, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I, I was just gonna say it's a, it was just in the uh, first like initial stages of adoption, right? Like we were just seeing the first companies start to do it. When hopefully it starts catching on, uh, you know, we'll start seeing that a lot more through the industry overall. And that that's gonna be, I don't know, I, I love when that kind of stuff happens because like it, it kind of pushes the needle forward, right? Like it, it makes those things just so much easier in the space. Uh, stuff like DMARC, I think a while ago, not too long ago, seemed like it was, you know, such a slow pace for it to catch on. And now we're just seeing kind of like we're, we're past that that hilltop and it's all starting to roll down and now more and more people are using it and then uh, you know stuff like this is starting to require it so mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we're doing that kind of stuff that we're uh, you know doing the DMARC properly doing that authentication properly making sure we're shoring things up because the more that things go this way I mean one the better it is for everybody but I mean it, it's just awesome to see in the space that it keeps email from dying. <laughs> that's, kind of yeah. like, that's the name of the podcast. And yeah. that's exactly what it's, what Email's it's not for dead. because it's, it's <laughs> just keep plugging yeah, it. Another um, plug. <laughs> just to go back to a comment that Nick made around, you know, getting to choose your logo. You know, I've seen examples mm. where ISPs have cached logos or, you know, someone is internally at the ISP found a logo thinking it's for the right company only to, to figure out they're going to display a logo for a completely unrelated brand. That has, has bigger impact, I think, than you know, on, on consumer interpretation and consumer recognition, uh, if, if you have the wrong brand associated with the email sender, like that's uh, just human error. So yeah, yeah. Um, like this, you think you have a relationship with somebody and then they call you by the wrong name and boom, <laughs> that's it. You know, it's right. Tim, uh, like, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tim, did, did he say Tim? Tim, Tim oh. <laughs> so close. Uh, I, <laughs> almost, almost. Oh. Uh, yeah, just. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, they're good. Um, but yeah, like, let, let's talk about uh, who's using it. Like, when, when you set it up, who can actually view this information? Like, is it for everybody? Like, is there cer certain people that can have access to it? Or Yeah, like, anyone anyone can set it up, kind of like what, what was Matt was mentioning. It's not restricted to anyone. Obviously, you have to send commercial mail. What mailbox providers are, are using it right now? I think you mentioned Yahoo, but there's there's a, a yeah. So few there, there's others. three that I know of. Uh, two of them are in Europe. So Cesnum, Interia in Poland. Uh, but both of those have sort of a, a gatekeeper still. So it's not just publish your record and expect to start working. They're a little earlier in their implementations. Yeah, you know Yahoo's been doing this probably close to a year now. 
Um, so they're a little farther ahead in their implementation. It's a little more automated. It used to be, you know, there was a gatekeeper, and, and now they've moved sort of into that. If you publish the records and you meet the requirements of good reputation and volume, they will show the image, right? That's that's the experience mm-hmm. that when we did the conversations, uh, Nick and I around this, like that was, you didn't have to reach out to anyone. You just published the records and kind of waited, and then the system picked it up and off you went. Mm-hmm. So what did you yeah. do to, to get it set up? Yeah, so that's a that's a good good starting point for like the setup process. Matt mentioned earlier that 250OK has this set up. Um, I, I went ahead and set this up for Melgun.net as well. Um, the process is pretty straightforward. You do have to have, you know, we, we mentioned DMARC earlier. You have to have yeah. all those uh, text records, DMARC, SPF, DCOM. Messages have to be authenticated there. The DMARC policy has to be quarantine or reject. Uh, you can't use the none policy. We had all that taken care of already. So yeah, from there, all it is is adding another text record. I think uh, Matt mentioned earlier all these email acronyms. Here's a, yet another one, BIMI. You need another BIMI record. So you add that and you obviously need a logo. We have a, a logo that works well for BIMI. Uh, we have the at symbol. We do have a horizontal one though as well. And, and I was sent that originally, the horizontal logo. And I was like, no, that's not gonna work. Can mm-hmm. I get just the at symbol? So yeah, always kind of look for you know circular images that aren't gonna look too wide because uh, these mailbox providers are just gonna show like a little a circle. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and most of the time when we're talking about like we're looking at the actual like either through web browser or the actual company's app and yep. I mean on a phone in a little circle next to you know that email that you got it's not very large so yep. it's got to be something that's visible but that also works like you mentioned in a circle but also in a square depending on the on who the provider is what format they're going to display so yep. uh, yeah something that's nice and can be very yeah. very small. one yeah. one like word of caution though and it's funny like I laugh about this and we've laughed about this um, during just chatting is you know we're all humans and when we make make typos, make mistakes. Um, so whenever I first published the record, I completely messed up the, the text record, even though I looked at it like a hundred <laughs> times, I still, I still put it in wrong. Um, and I'm, I'm sitting there like the next day, sending out test messages, seeing if the logo would show up and they weren't showing up. So <laughs> I took a further look and I was like, oh yeah, that's a typo. So I fixed it, waited another day, didn't see it. On the second day, though, uh, I did start seeing the logo show up, and that's something to, to take note of. Like, this isn't like just instant. You don't publish the text record and then it show up. There's, there's caching involved. But yeah, once it's set up, and again, you have already established a good reputation with, with the mailbox provider, Verizon, uh, and Yahoo in this case, then you'll, you'll start seeing their logos. Um, so yeah, I mean, other than you know the typo, it was a, a very smooth process. Yeah. <laughs> And and I think it's an interesting note where you where you talked about like it was easy for you because you'd already done the work to get your DMARC records moved through to enforcement. You know, if you're already at a quarantine or a reject, you can publish a BIMI record and in, in, in you know, twenty four, forty eight hours you're you're probably gonna start seeing it. Um mm-hmm. if you haven't done any work towards DMARC enforcement yet, then chances are it's a bit more work before you can get something like this to work for you. Yeah. DMARC is, is no easy thing, especially at, at complex organizations that have a lot of different teams that send messages. If you don't already have that up, it is a bit more of a process. Right. Because again, you do have to have a, a quarantine or reject policy in place. Right. Yeah. And that's a, I mean, it's it's never too early to start with DMARC. I mean, if you don't no. have it already, it's a, a great time. Jump in. Uh, and, and it's one of those things, though. It, 
you know, Eric and I have previous experience at, uh, you know, working for a company that wasn't more of an ISP, right? Like getting messages, yeah. you know, in people's inboxes and then, uh, you know, them wanting to send out and uh, seeing problems and, and working with companies who are, you know, smaller bases who are hosting, were hosting their email. Uh, and then they wanted to get, you know, into the space of getting DMARC records published and getting things out there. And it's, you know, if you don't start soon and if you don't start early to start, you know, hammering out all those problems, all those issues, even with small companies like that, we would take weeks, you know, up to even months sometimes to get those records implemented and implemented with a quarantine policy. Because mm -hmm. it's, you know, one thing to just publish a DMARC record and, you know, set it as a non-policy, just start getting information back for what's working and what's not. It becomes a big time different story when you set that to quarantine and all of a sudden yeah. messages start going to spam and right. you miss mm. the mail stream somewhere, it's, you know, like, and it's, mm. it's not fun. It's worth it mm. though. We, we published yeah. a case study with a client that uh, had never been able to get above a medium reputation at Gmail. They did the work and got their DMARC records to reject and immediately went to high reputation. It was a three day sort of transition period from when they went oh, wow. equals reject all of a sudden their high reputation uh, and then they were able to implement BIMI you know almost as fast um, you know we, we just published the case study and I think they also saw like a 10% increase in, in opens and clicks and stuff so like it was fairly significant mm -hmm. uh, yep. you know that's awesome yeah so that's even though awesome. not you know they, they weren't the best of senders uh, you know, they didn't have the best reputation, but just them setting this up and getting Bimmy, like thinking about Bimmy getting initiated, helped them get there. But, but part of it was that it also showed them where they were failing some of those things, improper yeah. authentication. They were able to go through and fix some of those problems while doing that. Um, yep. You know, and, and it really made a, a big difference for them. Yeah. One of the questions that always comes up with any, uh, uh, any new thing with email, new authentication met, um standard or, or anything like that uh, is the question comes up, will it help my deliverability? Yeah, that's what everyone wants, you know, help with, right? I'm a deliverability engineer, so that's what I deal with. Um, and yeah, just by setting up like DMARC, um, it, it shows you where the problems are and, and puts you in the right direction to improve your deliverability. It's not really the act of setting up the record that improves your deliverability. It just helps you, you know, make sure everything is, is operating as it should. Um, so it, it's, it's always fun to get those questions. I'm like, well, I mean, not directly, like you're not going to all of a sudden like have your messages inbox just because you created a record, but it, yeah. doing every step helps to get to that endpoint. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to notice where you're sending from, make sure that everything's authenticated, authenticated properly. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those, it's funny because, uh, I don't know, it always seems like whenever we have the conversations around, you know, DKIM, SPF, DMARC, it's to make sure nobody's spoofing you, make sure that, you know, nobody's sending as you. And I, I think that, you know, things like this do catch and help catch some of that. Like there's definitely those times where there, there are instances of something like that happening where somebody is trying to, uh, you know, send as somebody else mm -hmm. and that's not great, but yeah, setting up these protections like helps out with even that. So, you know, throw it in there, make sure that it's, it's authenticated, all shirt up and it's, it can be really, really good for somebody. Yeah. I mean, uh, absolutely. The, the whole idea of this is, is gaining trust, right? Um, you know, if someone is like trying to fish you, if you have like something like Bimmy set up, like DMARC obviously helped, um, but mm -hmm. Bimmy, like you start getting logos in front of your, your customers, then they all of a sudden get a message that doesn't have a logo. Maybe it, it causes them to pause. So, I mean, that's the whole idea. So um, I think you touched on a point earlier, uh, Matt, actually about, you know, understanding like where these, um, like how do they understand that the image that you said is actually you and how does that differ with Bimmy? With regards to that, so you have to be, you know, 
properly SPF authenticated, properly DKIM authenticated, you know, DMARC at a reject or, or quarantine. So you're doing some type of enforcement against your domain and then using sort of the uh, alignment of all the domains and the sender and who the from addresses are. Um, that's where it'll, they'll pull the BIMI record from. So, you know, when you have your aligned DMARC records and you have your aligned BIMI, you know, that's where you're going to see your logo. If you have unalignment, you know, chances are this is going to be a lot harder to work with. Um, so make sure if you, you're using a provider that you understand domain alignment and that they can help. Set what um, I, I had something that just kind of crossed crossed my head. Have there been like I always like to I'm a I'm an email nerd, data nerd, whatever you want to call it. I'm a nerd. Um, but <laughs> have there been any studies that have shown like, um, you know, improvement from, you know, having logos or, or BIMI set up? Um, that's something that I like to read case studies. Um, or, or any th any kind of data points. We just shared in the chat um, a link to the case study that was published on the Email Experience uh, Council's website around BIMI that showed uh, improvement in clicks and opens and, and performance for a uh, European branded uh, retailer um, and, and how it impacted their messaging. So um, it certainly has a, a good impact, um, you know, over time there's certainly a longevity to it as well. And we've seen that with some of our clients as well, where they publish these records and then, you know, metrics uh, over time will, will grow and, and improve, um, you know, just using a, a, a limited, you know, view of, of just mail being sent to the Verizon media brands. Right. That's awesome. Um, I think we mentioned something earlier and this is like, you know, something that's kind of cool. Um, Whenever you make changes, there's things that you like come to expect. Obviously, you know with BIMI, you're going to expect to see logos, but we talked about um, DMARC for 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 quite a bit. And if you're new to it, like the the reports that you get from setting up DMARC are so like rich with data. Like you can see so many things. They are I'm not going to lie, they are a little overwhelming if if you send a lot of volume out. Like I know looking at uh, the DMARC uh, reports that we get for Melgun domains, it's it's quite um, overwhelming at times, um, but it's really cool. Um, I, I think that kind of stuff is really interesting just to understand your sources. So if you are going through this process, um, you know, and you get DMARC set up, you know, make sure you have everything set up and you have, you provide an address that you're, you're able to access to get those reports and just look at what's going on. Um, yeah. That's something that, you know, I know I'm weird, but I enjoy looking at. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're about to have a matrix moment where you know, it's like you're looking at so much XML. Like after a while, you don't even see the code. I know. <laughs> no, it, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> and that, and that's yeah, that's certainly why it's important to work with a with a DMARC vendor um, in regards to being able to interpret the reports and understand yep. what they what they do right. Uh, it's it's certainly one of the products that we have in regards to interpreting and and reporting on DMARC, solution, uh, DMARC reporting, so taking that XML and, and turning it into something useful. Um, you know, there, there are certainly lots of vendors around, but it's, it's a product that I'm very passionate about. And, and, you know, as a company, we're very passionate about too, to get people set up and properly uh, utilizing the, the standard. Heck yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when we talk about like, uh, and I mean, getting back to like kind of BIMI and, and overall, uh, what does adoption look like? I mean, do we, besides Yahoo, like, I mean, can we expect somebody else like Gmail to be jumping into the space, like, hopefully soon? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. So, so Microsoft is doing their own thing. Well, they're doing a, a verified sender icon um, 
that is that is part of their their business account services. It's something uh, you have to apply to become part of. Um, you know, we, we we saw a similar Microsoft initiative with SPF versus Sender ID. Mm-hmm when that happens. So, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see long-term if they choose to adopt BIMI or not, um, or if they're going to continue to work on their own standard. There was conversation at the uh, the CSA event earlier this year that Google has interest in, in the BIMI working group and that they're going to be involved a bit there. Uh, so that's, that's a positive sign that, that Google is going to at least evaluate uh, Bimmy and and you know, I think if if you see that's huge. Gmail yeah, that's pick huge, up yeah. Bimmy, um, you know the the adoption rate will will be a pretty yeah. strong hockey stick. <laughs> did, did, did you in just that use a direction. Canada reference yeah. <laughs> or a hockey <laughs> reference? You definitely are living in Canada. <laughs> there you go. I, I got to get at least one hockey reference yeah. in every. But you every mentioned webinar, right. Yeah. <laughs> call my citizenship. But yeah, you mentioned Google. Like I mean. If they were to adopt Bimmy, like that, I mean, we said it's huge. It really is because uh, just take a look at, at your your mailing list. If you're a sender, chances are that you know 50% or so of your list could be a little more, could be a little less, um, is Gmail. So I mean, that's that's huge. That's uh, definitely reason um, to to at least consider getting started with Bimmy. Yeah, yeah. and you know, again. DMARC hasn't you know been as um, the adoption hasn't been as fast as everyone had hoped, but yeah. These kind of reward systems, I think Matt mentioned earlier, like it will push people in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah and I mean, and I mean, you know, since they had already done things with like even the Google Plus before, you know, that's one of the things we had seen where it actually, you know, they did something similar to this where they displayed that kind of stuff in, in you know, the current webmail platform and the current, uh, you know, Gmail app. So great adoption into something else that's going to bring in that that space and you know rather than seeing those little fun initial bubbles like we're going to see actually something that that'd be tangible to a company that'd be awesome yeah right and, and even the new gmail annotations has a you know piece of if the bimmy if you will you can identify a logo that will show next to an annotation uh or one of their you know customized um coupon type solutions that that's now coming to Gmail as well. So the idea is sort of already there. This would just be on a larger scale on an automated cool, fashion. Awesome. Right Looks like we have some questions coming in. I was just reading through some of them to see see what we got. Let's see, I, here's, here's a good one related to Bimmy. Uh, I work for a car dealership of 22 stores, sent out mass amounts of campaigns daily. How could this work for us? So, um, my my biggest question to this, and I don't know, maybe you're thinking the same, but it's the domain, I guess, being used for these different dealerships. Are they using their own domains? Uh, because if so, I mean, you set up, uh, obviously, go through the DCOM, SPF, DMARC route, um, and then BIMI for that domain, and you can um, use logos for each dealership and, and send out. Right. It all depends on, on how you're – and when I see a question like that, it might, the first thing that pops into my head is how – how are your campaigns running right now? Is, is it, uh, you know, is, is your brand, is what you're doing through uh, the car dealerships all coming out of, uh, you know, a higher brand? Is it, a, you know, a 
conglomerate of these car dealerships and everything's going out from this top level, uh, you know, which makes it a completely different story as if everybody has their own sending domain, everybody's sending out their own kind of stuff, and all the branding is different for each one of those. So, uh, you know, if it's that, that later scenario and every single domain is sending out its own thing, everybody has its own brand, um, it does make it a lot more difficult, but it's still possible, uh, you know, if everybody is sending all that message, all those mails, you know, from each one of these domains because, you know, we talked about the high volume earlier. We talked about getting enough volume out there to, mm-hmm. for Bimini to show up. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, it's being hit on all those domains and that everything's properly authenticated for that stuff. So um, we do want to make sure that it's following all those same rules. And, and for each one of those things, um, you know, we, we want to get it all on, on there and, uh, and set up correctly. Yeah. You bring up you bring up an interesting point around organizational domain versus subdomain versus branded domain as well. Um, so so both DMARC and BIMI have sort of a waterfall effect. So if you you publish the record at the organizational domain, so you know the example mailgun.com, if you publish it at that level, it will actually catch any and every subdomain as well. So you will get reporting on, you know, DMARC reporting on subdomains of mailgun.com or .net. Um, and, and you'll start to see that type of information come in. BIMI works the same way. So it will organizationally fall down um, the different uh, sort of subdomains. Uh, what else is interesting about BIMI is you could actually subdomain mm-hmm. differently. So you could put a different logo on every subdomain if you chose to uh, and have one sort of a, a parental logo at the organizational domain and then sub-brand logos uh, beneath that individually. So it, it, a lot of it comes down to, like you said, how you set up your mail yeah, for both DMARC That's That's something that really Bimini. interests me, actually, whenever I was reading through Bimmy uh, in the documentation and RFC was, um, you know, the subdomain aspect and, and having different logos for different subdomains. I mean, I'm sure people, marketers are thinking of different ways. I mean, you can run tests, uh, see which, which logos maybe perform better. Um, and do, you know, obviously it, this doesn't really account for transactional messages. Um, it, it depends on, I guess, the volume, but doing different logos for different types of, of traffic. Um, something that I thought was interesting when reading through the, the documentation. It, it could be <laughs> yeah. as simple or as complicated. Yeah, I know, I know whenever I went through and set it up, <laughs> I just used the default. Um, you just add a little default record and um, it covers, covers you with the, the logo provided. Uh, I did not want to make it that complex to start. It looks yeah. like that, that last thing we just touched on actually uh, addressed a comment that came in after we just talked about the last question from Anthony. So. Yeah. That covered. Yeah, and I think uh, maybe we meant to cover this earlier, but uh, the last question here uh, is uh, what, do you, uh, what about examples? Uh, adding a logo, the brand identifier can be leveraged. Uh, what about brand colors, additional images, icons? Um, how does that work? Yeah, so I mean, I like I, I mentioned uh, briefly earlier, I just did a blog post a couple of days ago. Um, in that blog post, we actually show a before and after of what like it kind of looked like before the logo was in place. And it, I think it kind of depends. Um, you may see like a little generic image. You may see uh, initials, depending on if you're using like a mobile browser or mobile app, things like that. Um, so it's there, and I know Matt's done some blog posts over at 250OK, which will show um, similar before and afters. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, there's there's so many little things that are coming up, and 
it's one of those things that also spreads out so vastly with all the different providers, right? And I think Google is leading the way a lot on this, not necessarily with Bimmy yet, uh, but uh, you know, when you talk about annotations like uh, like Matt had entered earlier, they can do so much within the platform. You can do so many things, getting promotional emails to look a certain way and to mm-hmm. feel a certain way according to your brand and how you're doing that. But when you go outside of the Gmail platform, that's not really found a whole lot. So mm-hmm. you know, you got you to gotta kind of go with the flow of, of everybody and set yourself up for success at as many different places as you can. And so, you know, it, they're currently not supporting the Bimmy platform just yet, but, you know, with Yahoo supporting that, that, that's one avenue that you can kind of sure up and, and make sure that things are looking good for you on the Yahoo side. Uh, you know, you're getting DMARC in place, which is going to sure up in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then doing, you know, things like the Google annotations and, you know, making things a little prettier for yourself in your email space. And, and it's all about, you know, finding those all those locations and, you know, hopefully you get a chance to listen to people like us and we get to talk about those things every once in a while and kind of point you in the right directions. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of different avenues and it's a lot to cover, but you know, there's, there is definitely some things you can do to kind of start going that direction. Yeah. You know, you have Google, you have AMP now in email, you have schema in email, you have annotations, Bimmy. So all of these things are are coming and and it makes email hard. I think that's my favorite hashtag (laughs) is email is hard. Um, You know, because uh, there are a lot of moving pieces, but um, you know, I think if you can get Bimmy set up and working uh, well at the you know the Verizon-owned domains, um, when when Gmail comes on board or if they come on board, it's already working. You've yep. got the test case. You've proven that it works. Uh, you know, if if Microsoft comes on board, then it's already working. It's already proven, and the logos will start to show up. Um, those are those are things you can look at and say you know do it once, and it will continue to work uh, as long as people follow the standard and keep implementing it. it looks like a, this question. I think we already answered it, but I don't know if it came in before or after. Um, but it said, can you confirm that the Bimmy image can be different at the subdomain level? We have different lines of businesses. Um, each has their own branding. So yeah. Yeah, we we currently have a client set up with with subdomain uh, versus corporate domain. So. You know, it's it's quite possible. It's just the record is at the subdomain level versus the organizational domain level. All right. Looks like there is one more question. Do you guys know if there are any specific requirements from ISPs like Yahoo on the volume volumes required to qualify for Bimmy? I work with a company in the UK, and we've had a live Bimmy record verified by Agari for around a week, but as of yet, Yahoo isn't showing the icon. We send around 500 emails, transactional and direct per day, though obviously not all to Yahoo users. Any idea on what smaller companies like us can do to achieve full Bimmy status? I have a few ideas, um, whether whether they're they're a hundred percent accurate or not. Um, you know, th- there are sort of minimum volume requirements, uh, even like with using Google Postmaster tools. I think if you if you don't send a thousand messages a day to Google hosted domains, they don't show you data in the Google Postmaster tool. So, assume that that's a, a quality benchmark, at least right now. You know, a, a thousand messages a day to a, a specific domain. Um, as a smaller sender. I think we're still early in adoption with Bimmy. So, you know, currently it's it's set to sort of the higher value or sort of higher volume, I should say, um, brands. Uh, we may see those limits decrease or we may see over time as, as reputational metrics for smaller brands get more accurate. Um, you will start to see that. Um, 
you know, I, I don't have a direct answer because I, I obviously don't work <laughs> on the mail Yahoo, the Yahoo Mail platform. Um, but it, it's certainly something I think I could reach out and ask, uh, and then we could follow up somehow and, and, and see how smaller senders. The other thing that's important is really it's it's not meant mm-hmm. for one to one messaging. So if if you are looking sort of at that one to one personal mail. Um, you're likely not going to see it if that's a, a portion of the volume you're talking about. So um, looking at large corporate mailers first and then trickle down to yep. the rest as we go. So I, I think that's what we'll expect. Yep. Well, um, recently uh, y'all posted a video in regards to, uh, well, with the postmaster at uh, Verizon uh, Media and uh, very informational. Awesome uh, to see Lily Crowley. So, uh, uh, check it out if you haven't. It's definitely out there. Uh, get some great information on uh, getting through the Yahoo. Yeah, it's really kind of nice to see um, like things that we can watch and read and listen to on the email side. I know I, I haven't been um, in the business quite as long as some, but I've been doing it for you know around six years, and there wasn't a whole lot of information out there. But now you know we have the podcast that y'all guys are doing, which is great. Um, Two fifty OK has the email on tap series, which I think is is phenomenal. Um, which just had Lily uh, on, who Eric was talking about. So yeah, it's really good. Um, if any of y'all watching, um, you know, haven't seen those, go go check them out for sure. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. Uh, Email email's hard. <laughs> yep. Pulling out that ass thing again. But uh, it, that, I'm going to name my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <Uh-oh>, competition. <laughs> well, as long as you can have us guests on there, then we're totally yeah. It works. So we're we're okay yeah. with that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the the big thing too is that email for such a long time, and even still to this day, it feels like. Like it's it's the man behind the curtain, right? Like there's there's so much mystery, so much things that we just don't know and understand 100%. You know, mm-hmm. you, you want to get to that place where you just know exactly what everything is and exactly how to do things and exactly what I need to do to get in the inbox of somewhere. And we are, are never gonna know that. But every time that curtain gets pulled back just a little bit and we can kinda get a glance into how mm-hmm. things are working, what people are thinking about, uh, you know, how how we can be better as senders, man, it's awesome. I love it and I love yeah. what you guys are doing over there. Hopefully we, we are, you know, reaching some kind of standard where we're doing the same thing for people, but it's, it's wonderful and it's wonderful to see that. And the fact that people wanna get better and do things better, do things correctly, mm-hmm. and man, it's, Email, email, email will live on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I like this collaboration we got going on. Hopefully, we're going to do a lot more of it for sure. Yeah. Um, and if you if you would like to know more, uh, check out our our blog posts, our documentation at mailgun.com. We'll post up some of that information. Uh, Matt, did you want to uh, plug anything you got going on over there? I would just say check out 250. Okay, we have lots of different tools to help marketers do their jobs better. Monitor your inbox placement. Monitor your DMARC reputation. Uh, analytics, all of those fun things. You know, it's a it's a tool that a lot of platforms use and a lot of marketers use to to just make everything better. You know, that's that's our goal: make email better. Right? Really want to get rid of a lot of that sort of shady stuff in the yeah. industry. Make email easier. Since, make email uh, easier. Since <laughs> email <laughs> is hard. Make email easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. right. Next podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. The, the next yeah. one. Okay. All right. That one's yours. Make you. <laughs> well, right on. Well, uh, like we just said before, please uh, look up our information, mailgun.com, 250OK. Listen for our podcast, our next episode coming out soon. And uh, until then, thank you, everybody. Appreciate y'all's time. Have a yeah. great day. Thanks, everyone. Th- thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Matt. Yeah. yeah.
This has been a Milligan production, an email delivery service focused on providing better deliverability for developers and businesses alike with over 150,000 customers. Learn more at Milligan.com.